0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to We Met in Quarantine. I mean, We Met at Acme. Thank you, as always, for listening. And um, I'm so grateful to have this platform because I feel like I have all these thoughts and feelings and emotions just like everyone else has. And I'm just really grateful I get to channel it. I mean, anyone can, right? But I'm just really, really grateful. And... Um, I'm going to do a little bit of a solo and then we're going to get into this really wonderful episode that we have for you today because it features a couple, Jeannie and Clem, and they are adorable. And Jeannie really opened up to us and told us a lot about herself and things that she's been through. So I think you're going to really enjoy that. But... I took some screenshots of things that you asked me to talk about, so I'm going to try to get to all of them. The first was what characteristics have changed versus like how our parents dated and how we date now. Like how do we still end up with a happy marriage 30 like of 34 years, you know? And funny enough, like a lot has changed in terms of technology and like liking each other on Instagram and Snapchat and dating apps, but the characteristics of a happy marriage, none of those have changed. What still works, at least in my opinion, or my grandma told me this, if it's a heterosexual relationship, I believe that the man should love the woman a tiny bit more. Um, My grandma taught me that. And it's it's funny because like, you can't really tell a guy this because he won't understand it, you know? But that's great because it's not for him to understand. It's more like, you know that they like you a tiny bit more, they need you a tiny bit more. And I don't know why that's a big recipe for it. Maybe because guys are, you know, more likely to not stray, but have commitment issues, whereas women are more likely to stick with something. Um, So I guess if a guy likes you a little bit more, then he's willing to go the extra mile to keep you. I think also just like staying in the room. When you have a fight, you can't just storm out. You can't just leave. Those are really toxic behaviors. Stay in the room and get through it and like be willing to commit to it. You really have to find a partner who has a healthy outlook on relationships. Like this goes back to attached the the book and all the different attachment theories um, you can always go to our website. We met at acme.com for book recommendations. This is on there. But if you have anxious attachment theory, if you have avoidant attachment, then you're more likely to be at risk for kind of a, a tougher relationship. Whereas if you have secure attachment, which we can change our attachment theories, we can work towards those, then that will really help when it comes to your marriage. Um, But again, I'm not married. So I don't know. I just have parents who have a very successful marriage of over 35 years. Okay. Going to the rest of your questions. How to bring up sexual desires to a partner. This one you got to do as soon as you can, because some of us have kinks. Some of us have things that we like. And I had someone reach out to me recently saying their boyfriend of a year told them that they have like a daddy... A daddy thing, meaning like they the boyfriend wants to be the daddy and pretend that the girl is, you know, whatever. Um, and she was a little taken aback from it, but because it wasn't something that she necessarily would have signed up for, which just, you know, backs up the fact that like, you should tell someone ASAP, like, no matter how weird it might be, if they are your person, they'll accept that or they'll, you know, try to make it work for you. Maybe they have something too. How... Do you think dating or social interactions could change post-corona? It's such an interesting question because I was trying to sleep and sleeping has been an issue with me for the past few nights. Maybe it's the full moon. Maybe it's just corona. The full moon, it's Tuesday, the 7th of April. And the full moon is in Libra right now for anyone who's curious. I was thinking about like, oh my God, are weddings forever going to be different? Like, are weddings going to be affected by this for the rest of our lives? Because I was thinking like, I I don't know why, but I was thinking about bridesmaids and groomsmen. And I was like, is there even going to be bridesmaids and groomsmen? Like what will weddings be like? I I have no idea how things will change, but I imagine that people will just be more of the thought that life is short and more of like the fuck yes or no type thing. Like no one's going to waste their time with something or someone that isn't serving them anymore. Turning 30 and being single... There's literally nothing wrong with turning 30 and being single. It's great. You hopefully have had the time to work on yourself and know yourself really well. And now you can love yourself, put out that energy that, you know, like I, I remember when I was in my early 20s, people would talk about like how hot 30 year old women were, like how good they were at sex and like how much they like knew their bodies and what they wanted. Be that woman, be that man. Are you, as a born and raised New Yorker, can you talk about other times when the city joined together? Oh, my favorite subject. Um, Well, obviously, you know, the city's joining together right now. Cuomo is crushing it as our leader at the moment. But there were other times, like obviously 9-11 was a crazy, crazy time to be in the city. I was in sixth grade and we had a school assembly and it was the scariest thing. I had no idea what was going on. I remember my dad worked downtown by Union Square but I had no sense of location or direction. I genuinely thought that Union Square was the World Trade Center like was like downtown was downtown and it was like the small little area that everyone was in. I I truly did not know whether he was safe or not so I just started bawling and everyone's parents came and picked them up and I was waiting. I was sitting in French class and, I, and my dad never picked me up from school. It was like, you know, my mom doesn't work and my dad does. And so if anyone was going to pick me up from school, it was my mom or maybe like a babysitter. And I see my dad in, in the window, like the window of our French class. And I was like, what is going on? And was so scared Because, you know, he had only ever picked me up if there were death in the family or some kind of tragedy. And it was just earth shattering for me. Um, And then I remember we... Chat rooms were a big thing back then. So all my friends from the city were just like talking in chat rooms about what was going on, trying to make sense of it. I mean, we're in sixth grade, so we don't... We didn't really know anything. But I, I just know that the city banded together a lot during that time. And it was really something beautiful to watch. And I wish I was older so I could have understood it more. And then another time was during Hurricane Sandy. I remember I was like right out of college, you know, still living at home. And some of my friends had apartments downtown and the places downtown were affected a lot. Uh, Whereas for some reason, the like uptown where I lived with my parents and where some friends were still, there was no, there like no, nothing really happened. And so we took in all these people who were downtown and we all just like, again, we were so young, like really early 20s. We didn't know what we were doing. So we all would go out to like the bar and it was like Thanksgiving break all over again. But there was this horrible thing going on and we all just like had each other. And I don't know if this is like, you know, these were all times where I was young. And I think now that I'm almost 30, like I understand what it's like to be supporting each other in this city. And I, you know, had to volunteer as tribute and go to the grocery store the other day. I was at Whole Foods and there was this couple having a huge fight online. And I was standing there with my my mask and my gloves and there was a woman behind me with her mask and her gloves. And we kind of just exchanged a look and just started like bursting out laughing at this couple having a fight. And like that to me is like a New York moment or, you know, seeing the crazies on the street and and avoiding them at all costs and just laughing with the people that you're with about it. Like those to me are New York moments banding together. I don't know about you, but I am truly shopping more than ever now. And I'm looking for gifts, not just for myself, but for friends too, who might be quarantined alone or who I'm just thinking about. One of the best gifts that you can get right now is I'm sure you've heard of it, but it's called Causebox. And Cause Box is made for women by women. It's the coolest thing. Basically, you go to www.cosbox.com slash Acme, obviously, because I'm getting your first box for 30% off. And the box has over $250 worth of things that you actually need. Like, I'm sure you've heard of these boxes that just like give you a bunch of random shit. But Causebox has really important stuff. Mine just came and it came with this amazing reparative eye cream, like a sustainable grocery starter kit, which is so important right now. A really cute crossbody bag, this calming mood mist this like roller, you know what I'm talking about? That face roller that they use at like facials and things like that. So you can kind of give yourself this like really beautiful skin look. And I'm telling you, it's just, they ship it right to your door. And like, I would order it for myself and my mom who I'm not with my sister. Like, it's really just such a, such a treat. And I want you to check it out. I like these products are amazing. This, this pure four in one correcting primer. Like I love getting gifts. I'm sure you want to get someone a gift that you love right now it's less than $50 and it's over $250 worth of products. So all you have to do is go to causebox, dot com slash Acme and use the code Acme. You'll get your first box for 30% off, which is huge. And I can tell you firsthand, you're going to love it a lot. So check
2: it out. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. And we are the hosts of A Thing or Two with Claire and Erica, a weekly podcast all about discovery and enthusiasm. Well, that's how we describe it, but someone else described it even better, I think, as a unique mix of urgent discussions of non-urgent things and thoughtful conversations of important and otherwise ignored things. If you want to check it out and see what it's all about, check back every Monday where we drop new episodes. I think you'll like it. It's a great Monday morning ritual. A Thing or Two with Claire and Erica. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Keeping the spark alive during quarantine. That's a toughie. I mean, you just gotta like have these nights that you plan that you're looking forward to, like these themed nights, these, um, you know, dress up nights, dress up, still like put on some nice clothes, feel good. Um, Maybe you can do a fun workout class on a Saturday or Sunday. You can treat, like, you can still have a brunch just in your apartment. Um, if you drink, like maybe some mimosas, um, what you've learned about yourself that surprised you in your new relationship so far. Um, I think what I've learned is that like when you're with someone that's really good for you, like the good parts of you come out more. And um, when you feel really supported by someone, you, you shine in a lot of ways. And I've been feeling like I have this amazing support right now. Not that I didn't in past relationships, but it's different. I just feel like my partner like really lets me do me to the utmost extent and you know, he's really warm with my family and puts me at ease a lot. So I guess um and I guess I've also learned that I like to take care of a partner. I feel like this like caring, nurturing side of me has come out with like cooking and wanting to cook and, you know, do these things. And and I've learned that like I, I really like spending time with a partner because I was so independent before this quarantine, even in relationships. Like I didn't want to have sleepovers too much. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to see them every day. But um, I really do like seeing someone all the time. I mean, you know, it's new. So who knows if that will continue, but I'm really enjoying it. Favorite thing about my boyfriend. Um, he's super caring and just like so considerate. It's crazy. Like he he does so many things to make my life easier. Like he does the dishes. He folds a blanket after we use it. It's like this. he's a Virgo rising too. So it's like those things. They really get me. They make me happy. Like he fills up the Brita like every so often. It it sounds stupid, but I love those acts of service. Last one rules that apply to dating during this time. Throw the rules out the window. Um, You know, start initiating those dates on dating apps. Just don't be the only initiator. And favorite recipes. I've been cooking a lot of cornbread and mac and cheese. Everything is on my Instagram for my food Instagram called Don't Expect Salads. So check that out. And um, I will try to get to one more. How I'm adapting to quarantine life. I'm just like, I'm probably the same as you guys. Just like if I'm having a mood, accepting it, realizing tomorrow's a new day, trying to set an alarm, trying to get up, Trying to work out, trying to like stay motivated and stay busy. And um, someone asked, What if your boyfriend isn't the best sex of your life? Usually, the person that you marry isn't the best sex of your life. Everyone knows that the best sex is with the worst people. So you have to accept that and kind of, you know, be happy that you have someone so great. As long as you enjoy the sex, it doesn't have to be the best sex of your life. All right. I don't want to ramble on too much. I really want you to enjoy this episode and tell me your thoughts. So now to Jeannie and Clem. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with the talented Jeannie,
2: Mai, and Clem, her BF. (laughs) Wow. This is our first podcast together.
1: Oh my God. This is the perfect one to do because it's a dating podcast. Um, so guys, tell me a little bit about yourself. How old are you and where are you from?
2: Um, I'm Well, I'm turning 25 in a couple months. So I already think I'm 25. (laughs) Um, I'm from Long Beach, California. Um, I was born there. I went to college there, pretty much grew up there my whole life. Um, I've been doing the whole acting thing since I was 12. And then from there, I kind of branched out branched out and I did YouTube. And then we recently just made our first short film together that just got accepted to the Indie Short Fest. Uh, we found out about that during quarantine. So that was a bit of good news that we received. Literally, we just found out a couple days ago. So That's we're so still celebrating. Exciting. Yay. And, and yeah, yeah, so um, I have a couple projects uh, coming out this year. I'm in the new American Pie movie coming out to universal streaming platforms. Um, it was in Countdown that came out to theaters last October. So, yeah, and I'm working on some music stuff right now. Yeah, that's that's kind of, there's more yeah. that I could talk about, but I want Clem to talk about how awesome he is. Uh, yeah, Clem, let's hear about you. Uh,
0: yeah. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts originally, but I've lived in L.A. for like 15 years. I feel more like I'm from L.A. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> We do a lot of stand up comedy around LA, like at the comedy store. That's sort of how Jeannie and I met. We met in an improv class at UCB. Yeah, (laughs) so cute. Yeah, we, a good place to meet people, you know, because it gets to be really silly and strange.
1: Definitely. Clem, how old are you?
0: I'm 33 years old. I just had my birthday March. Yeah, March 15th. Oh, you're Pisces. Pisces, And Jeannie, what are you?
2: I'm a Gemini, but I'm also a rising Leo and um Moon Virgo. We have the same rising and moon sign. Oh, oh wow. that's that's incredible. Like yeah. that means so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anything about it.
1: It's really important.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I'm really, I'm definitely really into it. Like, not even just like astrology, but all types of um sort of just information that you can like read about yourself I'm really into like I, I really like Chinese zodiac as well like Thank I'm you. what's your I'm a pig slash uh-huh. whatever way you want to say and he's a rabbit. rabbit and actually rabbits and pigs are the perfect pair according to the Chinese zodiac oh yeah.
1: I love it I'm a horse <laughs>
2: really Aww.
1: quite intense um and yeah. I'm dating another horse so I don't know if that's good Ooh, or bad
0: wow Lots, lots
1: of horsing, horsing around. Um, so obviously, I mean, the elephant in the room, like we're in a pandemic right now. It's been insane. Yeah. And I'm assuming you guys are quarantined together. Your are
0: Corona buddies mm-hmm. as yeah. they say. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're Corona buddies. Right
1: <laughs> so tell it like, let's hear the logistics. How did you decide whose place you were going to stay at? Do you, did you live together already? Had you been spending this much time together beforehand?
2: Yeah, we've been living together for two years, two years almost two years, yeah, or is it two it years?
0: Hard.
1: Wait, so how long have you been together total?
2: We've been together for almost three
1: almost years. three years. Yeah, oh, <laughs> solid. And so you moved in together after a year of dating?
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Did, okay, now we're going to back up. How did that conversation <laughs> go down? Like, did you have to press him or Clem, did you bring it up?
0: Uh, it wasn't even a conversation. Maybe this was always a wrap.
2: And every time yeah. I came over, I would bring new elements of like my stuff. So I kind of like a yeah. conversation.
0: Yeah, and then you were like, "Why are
2: we bringing... paying He runs. I just kept yeah. on, yeah. I just kept on bringing more clothes and <laughs> just filling up like his closet space with my stuff, and just like staying over. And like, it's just so funny because in the beginning of our relationship, like we we were like kind of more like. Friends and then just like naturally developed organically into like what we are now. But yeah, it was just really interesting. We were just hanging out and it was just so fun. We couldn't stop laughing. And yeah.
0: Yes. <clears throat> the quarantine wasn't hard. We just were like, we had, actually, the hardest part was that we had to, we went and visited her mom and her whole family for her birthday, which is two days before my birthday. But was that the first time you met the fam? No. No, I've met the fam many times. (laughs) They always laugh at the sight of me.
1: (laughs) Right this way, guys. Get it? Um, Because I'm talking to you about way. Hairstylist Jen Atkin, who you definitely have heard of because she's the Kardashians' hairstylist and crushes it. Because they have the best hair ever. Also, did you see that episode where Courtney and Kim were fighting? Um, Kim is an is a Libra and Courtney's an Aries, and that's a crazy sister pairing. It's actually my sister and I too, but we don't fight like that. We used to, though. Um, and basically Jen Atkin created these shampoos and conditioners for fine, medium, and for thick hair. So they're like an all-in-one solution for the most pressing hair concerns, which each of you, you are all facing. I mean, we're all facing these hair concerns right now. We're quarantined. We're sitting in our apartments. And first of all, like what is there to do but shower and shower and shower and probably use all of the shampoo and conditioner that you have. But way makes it really easy because it actually has things inside of it that make your hair healthier. So it's like a one and done solution for you. For me, I use the fine shampoo and conditioner because I have fine hair and it cleanses and nourishes. It has biotin in it. So you don't have to take extra biotin vitamins, chia seeds and keratin in it. So like it's not, it doesn't make your hair frizzy. You can use it. You can wash your hair every day or you can wash it, you know, once every few days, which I do because I have fine hair. But it smells delicious. I actually washed my makeup brushes in with a little bit of whey the other day. And now every time I put makeup on, my face smells like whey. And I know that sounds weird, but it smells amazing. I'm obsessed with the smell. And I want you to experience it too and shop for new shampoos and conditioners. So you just go to the way.com It's actually spelled very interestingly. It's O-U-A-I. So T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. You can use your code ACME and you'll receive three free samples with your order. Everyone loves a free sample. You know you do. So just go to theway.com and use code ACME, A-C-M-E, to receive yours. Back to the episode. Let's rewind a little bit, putting Corona on pause for a second. So Clem, who, or Jeannie, who made the first move? Like, because you said you were friends first.
2: Ooh. I did. I Please (laughs) explain. (laughs) <laughs> I pretty much pursued him without knowing that I wanted to pursue him. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just like loved his company so much. And it's it's so funny because in the beginning of our relationship as a friendship, I even like straight up told him in a blunt way I was like nothing's ever gonna happen so don't <laughs> think anything is gonna happen and then but I just kept sleeping over at his place and then one day I just like kissed him and yeah everything else is history
0: <laughs> she like I feel like kind of courted me you know because she like bought me little gifts it was very polite for the first like you know like many months yeah no. I was
2: the one who I was I texted him every single time I wanted to hang out I'd be like hey I'm coming over." Let's hang out. Or I would leave like cute little notes at his place where he could find it. Like I'd hide them in his closet and he would like open up to a note being like, hello, you're cute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's really cute. So yeah. would you,
2: would you like,
1: I guess I kind of want both your opinions on this separately. I'll start with you, Jeannie. Like, would you tell your friends and other people to pursue someone? Or was there something about Clem that you were like kind of sure you had in the bag?
2: I guess I think personality wise, for me, I like kind of pursuing people. Um, But I'm very picky and very specific because I feel like I just for some reason, I don't really like being pursued. I feel like it Mm -hmm. can come off really sleazy sometimes. So Clem was just so respectful and so polite when we first met that he wouldn't like, make the first move or anything. So it was kind of like up to me to move our relationship forward. But yeah, I don't know why. I just really like the whole, like, like maybe it's like a power move, but I really yeah. like kind of being in charge and the one running the relationship. Yeah. The one wearing the pants.
1: Wait, yeah. Clem, um, how did you feel about being pursued? Like, is this, was Jeannie the first person that pursued you? Or uh, like had someone pursued you in the past and you weren't into it?
0: Yeah, I feel like I've been pursued before and not into it. Jeannie, I like when I was talking to my friends, I'd be like, Yeah, there's one of my friends who I met in an improv class who plays guitar and meditates and like sage grab my place. you know, what I mean like it was kind of yeah. like I'm a person at my place, it's going great. And they're mostly all like comedians, so they're like sounds fun, you know, <laughs> they're all like, mostly single dudes. Right. So, like you know, like a good time, even on a platonic level, you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. kinda, to have somebody around who likes meditating and doing yoga. <laughs> like was yoga. there a
1: reason that you hadn't made the first move? Like, but did it have anything to do with Jeannie being younger? Or like, was it just, she said it was friendship and you took it at face value?
0: Yeah, I feel like I take what people say at face value. Like I'm taller and Jeannie's very tiny. You know, like there's all these elements that we're like, Wait, how? Start?
1: What are your heights? Because obviously we're not in person together. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I'm like six feet. She's like, I'm five
2: two. I want to say I'm five three. I think I'm five three. Yeah, I'm five three. He's six foot and he's like very muscular and like large, strong. Yeah, exercise all the time. Right. Yeah.
1: So, okay, so we're back at like Jeannie made the first move, the kiss happened you had been friends you had had sleepovers before so how soon after that did like intimacy come did you feel like you still had to wait and like not do it right away or was it kind of like well like we pretty much did everything else we might as well take it to that next level
2: i mean i think it all happened so organically like it never was sort of a decision i made like like and, like i didn't premeditate it at all Almost like I kept fighting the urges to get more intimate with Clem. Like, because I had a really bad relationship previously before Clem. And it was abusive and um, just mm-hmm. violent. So I really, with Clem, we really took our time with mm-hmm. kind of like progressing our relationship. But it was always my call. It was always like, I and I love that. I love being the person who gets to choose when I want to kiss, when I want to you know, get more intimate because I don't like when I just don't particularly like it when guys kind of push their agenda on me. And I loved how Clem um, just never did that. He really spoke my love language, um, which is just kind of quality time without, you know, pressuring me at all. And just being overall just very respectful. And yeah. He like won my heart and I was the one who was like, okay, let's, let's just, let's do it, you know?
1: Yeah, that's so cute. And then if you're comfortable, so going back to, you mentioned you were in a relationship that was abusive and mm-hmm. violent. Um, is this, first of all, does this, do you think that that has something to do with you not wanting to be pursued? Did, was that someone that pursued you?
2: Yeah, he hardcore pursued me to the point where like he never let me break up with him. And it was, there was like death threats and he was like showing up at my house. Uh, yeah, I like try to get the police involved. It was like very messy, but in a strange way, it like led me to Clem because during yeah. that bad relationship, I was living with, um, my ex and he was so, it was so overwhelming and it was smothering me to the point where I had to like find ways to leave the house. And one of the ways that I wanted to spend time was taking improv classes at UCB. So I signed up for, usually I sign up for the once a week classes, but because of my situation, I signed up for the twice a week classes and he signed up for the same class and that's how we met. So it's kind of like a really amazing story. You know, that's looking
1: forward. really amazing. And were you open about your situation with Clem like when you became friends and was he able to like, be there for you emotionally
2: yeah, yeah, no, seriously, I feel like he was I, I, I might even get emotional talking about it, but I really feel like he kind of um like was my rock at the time because it was everything was like so messy, and wow, whoa, i am emotional <laughs> everything was so there messy, and yeah. I was so confused, so lost, and I felt like I didn't have any friends um because also like you know, I just felt so alone and um, and no one really, I just didn't feel like no one really understood like yeah. what was happening to me. I but imagine. he was there.
1: <laughs> Thank God for you, Clem. Popping in, hope you're enjoying the episode with Jeannie and Clem. They're such a cute couple and I know I really enjoyed talking to them. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Majuri, which is one of my favorite jewelry brands. And... There's a million reasons that they're my favorite. First of all, Majuri's whole thing is like you should get yourself jewelry. You don't have to wait, like be a strong, independent woman. You don't have to wait for no man to get you jewelry. You go to majuri.com slash Acme. You get 10% off your first order and you can order anything. They have Zodiac necklaces and bracelets. I actually just got an engraved necklace. It says Linny on it. I'm so obsessed. I've shared it before, but I'm going to share it again with my code so you can get it for yourself. And they've got 14 karat gold solid staples that they don't wear out or scratch easily. The price is really reasonable and definitely worth it. I also have a really cute bee ring because I feel this like weird connection to bees. I can't explain it, but it's gorgeous. Like I'm telling you, you really have to check it out. They have new pieces dropping every Monday they you know are they're still working through the quarantine and you want to feel good you want to feel sexy like I know I do I'm not feeling so great right now but when I got my majuri necklace and put it on like it just made a difference for me I don't know if that's you too but I'm telling you you should definitely try it get yourself something small like you know start small maybe with a ring and then and then get more that's the way I did it so you just go to majuri.com m e j u r i .com slash ACME, A-C-M-E. And you use the code ACME at checkout for 10% off your first order, Majuri.com slash ACME. And let me know what you got. Tag me. Obviously, it's an emotional subject, so I don't want to get into it too much. But just for our listeners out there who might be Ooh. going through something similar and like yeah. really resonated with what you said like how soon into dating that person did you see signs that they were like this
0: abusive
2: person i it kind of took a while for me to see it but i just remember this one experience was just like a huge red flag it was almost kind of like it was like a huge sign and i knew from there like it was only going to get worse and it wasn't even like directed towards me i just remember we were driving on the road and he had road rage and he got so mad at the car that he pursued the car, chased the car and like started like trying to tell the car to get out and fight him. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, and I was straight up like, why are you doing this? Like, please stop. Like, there's no reason to be doing this. (laughs) And now from then on, I was just like, I don't know what I signed myself up for, (laughs) but yeah, I feel like ever since that, it kind of just progressively got worse. And um, he kept wanting like more from me and I just wasn't in a position to be able to um, give him what he wanted. And it just, he just kept kept getting more violent and more aggressive with his needs. Like actually physically laid his hands on you? Um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because it felt like it just got to a point where I feel like we both were at a, at a place where we we're both kind of like equally fighting each other um but I remember like lots of doors slamming I remember um him not letting me like him standing at the door not letting me leave the place like and then to the point where like I was like screaming like asking him to let me go and he wouldn't let me go to the point where you know I couldn't help but to get to a point where like I had to show him how upset like was for not him not letting me go. So it just was really messy, like so messy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, what's so crazy is that like, there are so many abusive relationships of so many different like types of them, you know, like there's like, even just not letting you leave when you wanted to leave, it's just like, not, it's not okay. And my friend Vera Papasova, she used to write for Teen Vogue. And I think she does freelance now, but she is so like well versed on this subject and she writes so many great articles about it and like creates a safe space on her Instagram for women to come forward because like there are so many different forms of abuse that like so many women don't know are labeled as abuse and are not okay. Like I actually remember like I was in a relationship once and I we were flying together and he was sitting in the aisle seat and I was in the middle and I really had to use the bathroom. And I was like, can you, like, I have to go to the bathroom. Can you like, let me out? And I already had this like weird PTSD about going to the bathroom because I had had a kidney infection once and like for, from not, and from getting a UTI. And so I was like, I really need to go. And he wouldn't let me get up. And, like, it was the craziest thing. And I didn't realize that was, like, a form of abusive behavior yeah. till years later. So it's just so, yeah. like, it's so important. And, like, thank you for sharing that because I know that it's going to help so many people to realize that that's
0: not okay.
2: No, straight up, though, I didn't realize it was abuse because I was head over heels. I was so emotionally attached. And I had I knew I there was something like messed up about what was happening that I had to get therapy. Mm-hmm. And even in our therapy sessions, I was defending and justifying him. He to was point with you I, in therapy? No, just me by myself. Right, right. But I was justifying what was happening to me that I remember the therapist had to like really look me in the eye and she, and she was like, you're being abused because I'm like, Oh no, it's my fault. It was my right. fault. Like I did this and that's why he did that. Right. And, you know he's a good person i love him um you know all that stuff because i was still yeah. in like the emotionally attached phase and it was so hard to get out of that too because he didn't leave me alone like he was still sending me i blocked him on everything and he was still sending me emails like so many emails i it's, it's like looking back it's comedy how much he sent me like emails it went from like i miss you so much to if you don't call me i'm going to like end your life so it was like it was so strange, like how like back and forth he
1: was. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank God we're done with him. Um, yeah. <laughs> but So now going back to the present a little bit and your relationship and how you're like staying afloat during quarantine, it seems like you guys like have a really great dynamic, but every couple of fights now and then, especially when they're quarantined into their apartment for 24 hours, seven days a week. So what fights, if any, have, like, come up between you, whether it's, like, <laughs> honey bickering or, like, cleaning around the house? And, like, how have you dealt with those?
2: I feel like our most recent fight was washing our dog, Nova. Yeah, yeah, that
0: was a fight. He, yeah.
2: Because we were, we, I've just, we've never washed Nova at you know in our own bathroom before we would go to like one of those like where
0: we'd like wash them in a tub like at a place nearby where you just pay like 15 dollars yeah like a groomer. yeah yeah but we don't like we normally do it it just brought out like very specific parts of our personality because it was a new experience you know like because she's like shaking everywhere and plus it's like you know genie's game for most things very energetic and i'm more like most, like nervous, neurotic about things. So I'm like, it's ma- she's making a mess. And I'm getting all like caught up in all these stupid things as opposed to having like a good family experience of washing her talk. Yeah, that's funny. And like, yeah, it totally led to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and did like, I'm like water
1: going everywhere. It's like.
0: Right, yeah. It's like one person's experiencing chaos. Another uh-huh. person's like, this should be a good time. We should be having a good time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Wait. So Clem, you mentioned you're the neurotic one. I, so I'm personally, I'm Jewish. So I'm extremely neurotic. Um,
0: my my, my mom's Jewish too. So I totally have that. There you
1: go. It's, it's, it's inevitable in your genes, but you guys have been dating like three years. You lived together. Do you talk about the future and like getting married? I mean, Clem, I know you're a little bit older. I don't know if like you're in a rush. Or you're just, like, cruising?
0: No, I'm not in a rush. Out of, like, everybody in my family is saying, I bet I'm not in a Like, my younger brother's married and had a wonderful wedding. And mm-hmm. We're happy uh, Yeah, I mean, we talk about it. We love we it. We do. Yeah. I
2: mean, I just, he's such a good dog dad, you know, that <laughs> I just can't help but, like, you know, think about a future with, children just because we do have sort of like a fam- like a parent dynamic to our dog right. and yeah I mean it's just so I don't know I just think he would be the best father and I just keep telling him that and yeah because he would yeah. be he's so patient he's so mm-hmm. kind especially with me I'm so I'm like kind of like I have all this like super young like spunky energy and it can be like either like really bratty or like I could be, you know, some like somewhat of a bitch sometimes, but he just is so patient and so kind and gentle with right. me through it. And I just can't help, but like in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow, like you'd be a good father.
0: Yeah. We have this sort of family vibe, but you see like these like motherly, love, like she's got very like, un, like love like overflows out of her toward things. You're like, oh, that's a good, you know, quality to be a parent, you know? It's just, that's so cute. Yeah. So yeah. So it's yeah. Dogs definitely take the next step. (laughs) That's a good tip. If you want
1: to know what it's going to be like, get a dog. Yeah, real. But it's way harder in New York City where I am because we don't have the space. Like, it's just, it's just, it's that's it. Game over. It's like worse than having a kid almost because they're messier. Yeah. But they're so cute. I think so many people are getting dogs right now in this quarantine time. Like, I heard all the shelters are empty, which
2: is great. Yeah, I
0: guess that's a good thing. That's yeah. amazing. My my mom was suggesting it for my sister recently. She's like, she should get a dog.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> why not? Why not? Um,
1: so you're in quarantine. Do you feel like you, and like, of course, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but do you feel like this has made you, like, more... <laughs> In like sexually into each other, or like, are you not feeling the vibe so much because the world oh. is coming apart?
2: Um, honestly, I feel like like sexually, it's like it, I feel kind of I still have some sort of whatever. I don't know if it's PTSD or you know from my previous relationship. So sexually, I just kind of it's a little confusing for me, but. It's just, it kind of just comes in, like my drive kind of comes goes. Yeah. you know? Um, and it has a lot to do with like my past. So, I mean, we kind of just, we bought like this fun game to help me kind of like get more comfortable with my body again and kind what of- What
0: game?
2: Uh, <laughs> go get it. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Go get it.
1: <laughs> I, I'm so excited to know about this game.
2: It should be over there. Oh, you found it. Yay. <laughs> We bought, I went to like a sex shop and I bought this. It's called Bondage Seductions.
0: Ooh. What and it's like
2: happened? a fun, it's like a fun, it comes with like a, like a mask. Here, put it on. It comes okay. with like a mask. It comes with like a little whip.
0: That's oh. amazing. Put that
2: on. Okay. <laughs> um, and like, it gives you cards to draw. Oh like a dice. Like roll, two, roll two <laughs> dice, and it like tells you like a number, and it correlates to a card, and yeah. the card like tells you to do something. Read one of the cards. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. Are you like? Let's. You have find one
0: to, You have to.
2: Okay. Okay. This one's fun. This one's called Dirty Dog. Oh God. He's a bad, bad, bad dog. Use a leash <laughs> or make one with a hand tie. Or fa- fasten it so that it is loose around his neck. You're not trying to strangle him. Dogs don't wear clothes, so he better not be wearing them either. Now, <laughs> now take your dog for a walk around the room. If he acts acts up or barks at the furniture, give him a swift swat on the butt with a rolled-up newspaper or magazine. Has he made? Has he ever made a mistake on your rug? If so, stick his face in your crotch and make him rub his nose in it. Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> After the walk is over, the doggy gets a reward remove the leash and start acting like a <laughs> poodle in heat. It's time for some doggy style sex. Oh my gosh. That okay. was the best thing
1: ever. <laughs> I think so we like, all need to get this game.
2: So it's just yeah, super weird. silly. Um, it's like, we don't really, it's like, it's not really serious to us. It's just kind of like for fun to make us laugh. And just to like experiment sexually, um, because I definitely had a period of time where I was just sort of like, um, I just, couldn't have sex just because yeah. I was like um going through the past, like replaying the past my mind or whatever it was. But you know, just getting more comfortable with my body is kind of like the goal right now. I love that.
0: Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. It's got like a sense of humor. It kind of reminds it's like next level improv honestly.
2: <laughs> it is like an improv game. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. So you guys have been together for three years what, if anything, is a subject that you still, like, don't really broach? Like, do you fart in front of each other? Like, what, like, what's still kind of like, "Mm, no, like, we're not gonna go there?
2: That's weird, because I just I really don't have a filter for like, how I act towards him. Like, I'm very impulsive. Um, I think he's more reserved when it comes to like, you know, treating me because I'm just kind of like this fireball of energy where I just don't think anything is off limits and I'll bring anything up, even if it makes him uncomfortable. Like I'll literally like talk about all of his insecurities and just like, (laughs) like, just like when I'm, when I get in like the the zone where I I'm very, I think it comes from like my upbringing with my parents because they were very militant and kind of like controlling when I was like a younger, when I was a child so I kind of mimicked sort of like their parenting styles so um I'm working on that Clem don't worry I'm working on that but definitely yeah I just don't have a filter when it comes to Clem
1: what do you mean when you talk about insecurities like do you know each other's insecurities yeah yeah yeah
2: I know his insecurities (laughs)
0: yeah
2: he knows my insecurities for sure yeah
0: yeah yeah, we do. When you're around each other this much, I feel like arguments, it's the worst time to bring them up, but you know, <laughs> where you're like, yeah. upset and, you're, and you're like, oh, I just want to say something mean. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to play a fun game. We do this thing on our Instagram story for We Met at Acme where we ask like rapid fire poll questions that you can answer. Some are like pretty straightforward, and some are more 50 50. Is it weird if a guy stopped responding to you on a dating app after he requested you on Instagram?
2: I've never been on a dating app, but I think that's
0: weird. I think that's weird.
1: Yeah, that's, like, so rude. Obviously, like, he was, like, not into what he saw, which is, like, well, fuck off. Yeah, that's Um, awful. Is it a red flag if you're not quarantining with your significant other and only speaking once a week? Or is it just weird times?
2: Wow, speaking once a week is the yeah, weird part.
0: That's the weird part. Yeah, Fine. right. But if yeah. you're not
2: quarantining together with your significant other, I don't think that's weird because I know I have friends that like live kind of like far away from each other, and yeah. they're still in a relationship. They Facetime like all the time. Yeah,
0: though. I feel like you'd have to Facetime all the time. You know, yeah, once a week is a, week is a problem. Agreed. Yeah, that's
1: restrained. Like, what else are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Who are the other like, homes? Are you cheating in quarantine? Yes. You know that was possible.
0: <laughs>
1: um, How soon can you start sexting with someone? Is it after your first date or when official?
2: I think if, like, the date goes well and you're, like, on a mutual, like, a, there's a mutual foundation there because I think... You know,
0: let's
2: see. You could have a
0: great first date. Like a really tight first date that like tells a story. But that's a very specific example. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, otherwise, it seems pretty quick.
2: I guess it just depends on the first date. <laughs> you know, sometimes on the first. So, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> when
1: you can start sexting. Okay. Um, How
2: long would it? I think it just kind of. It depends it depends yeah it really depends on like the foundation you built with the other person because I okay. like looking back at what I just said I don't know if after the first date because you never know because right. so maybe after wrong. you like have sex for the first time yeah, oh, yeah maybe guess, when you're com- yeah. like at a point where you can be comfortably like intimate with each other right. but I'm just looking back at what I just said after the first date you're, you know you never know if, like you're really vibing or not yeah, so true. I don't know if that's like it could yeah. be awkward after the first date. So I take that back. Okay. Yeah.
1: We're moving yeah. on to the next. Um, how long is the honeymoon period? Three to five months or six to eight months?
2: Hmm. I think for us, it was like six to eight months. Yeah, for a,
0: I, yeah it's like a, more closer to a year, I feel like.
2: Yeah, I think it's longer
0: than do you, I, half yeah. a year.
1: Do you think it's a red flag if it's only uh, three to five months? I
2: don't necessarily think it's a red flag. I think maybe it was just like a kind of like a quickly progressing relationship. I think the reason why our honeymoon phase lasted a long time is because we just were very slow right. with like doing like, you know, kind of like being intimate with each other for the first like six months of our relationship was just like right. us hanging out, having sleepovers and cuddling. Like we weren't even kissing and that's why it lasted it so all like long. high
1: school. It's adorable.
2: <laughs> I know. Um, we were literally just FaceTiming for hours and like not kissing, but we we're still like just, you know, doing like the cute little crush stuff. So we've oh. got
1: three minutes. We're going to play this okay. really fun game. It's actually not a game at all. It's just how we end our episodes. And basically um, both of you are, you can do the same one or individually going to give our listeners a quote or piece of advice that has helped you along your journey it could have to do with dating but it could also be random
2: Hmm. you want
0: to start
2: Quote or piece of advice like some advice because we're experts right at life Uh. (laughs) it doesn't have to be like something
1: expert it could literally just be like ride the wave you know
0: yeah uh i was ever since i was a little kid i was like that statement wherever you go there you are that kind of setters would be wherever, whenever I'm in a straight situation. I'm like, okay. I like that. Yeah. You know? And for some reason, it, like, it was the first, I think, philosophical quote I heard as a kid where I was like, whoa, what does that mean?
1: Would you say that that's similar to everything happens for a reason?
0: Yeah. I think it's sort of like remain adaptable, but you're right. always going to be yourself. So yep. don't worry. Yeah. In general, yeah.
1: Love it. Or, what about you, Jeannie?
2: I, I think like just a summary of my life is you know not judging the experience based on what you think is good or bad because you never know what experience what experiences you need because there are a lot of times in my life where I just thought it was like just so shitty for me but looking back it actually like helped me create a piece of music or a new piece of poetry or brought me to Clem you know so going back to what you just said like everything happens for a reason I think All the good and all the bad experiences are balanced to make you your highest self. I love that.
1: Where can everyone find you guys, follow you, watch you?
2: Well, my at for pretty much all the social medias are at My. Mine's
0: at darling. (laughs)
1: Amazing. Guys, you've been awesome. I love this episode. It was so fun to record. And um I hope everyone enjoyed it too. Write us a review on the iTunes podcast app. And um thank you guys so much
0: again.